0: Torture. The hottest sports app in the history of sports apps. Download from the App Store today. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Hopefully. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form The Rug. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Rug. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires.
1: Yes, hello, good morning and welcome to The Rocket it May Well Be A Rugby Show, but a Big good morning and congratulations to all those Swannies fans who may be uh, nursing something of a hangover after a sensational win. Oh, that could be me. Uh, it was a trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away, time <laughs> Now that I've said it out loud. Yeah, Berkey, I look, I did uh, I did travel to Melbourne. I'm still in Melbourne uh, for the game. I, I left, I think it's a father of the year kind of thing. Uh, my my <laughs> wife, my beautiful wife Kate, uh, has glandular fever. My seven-month-old has the flu, and my two-year-old does what two-year-olds do, you not talking to Daddy. Uh, so I decided to leave town. Uh, and so they're, so, they're, so they've, they've been up all night, so you yes. thought you
2: should join them <laughs>
1: Correct, exactly, exactly Jimmy. How are you men this morning? Uh,
2: very good, up in Brisbane this morning, Tony I uh, went uh, to a nice little dinner last night A 25 year dinner for
1: Kyogle Rugby Club Do you know where that is, Tony? Uh, I do indeed When I lived in Lismore, I used to go yes. to Kyogle and play some footy there It's a great little country town Well, we have the Sydney Swans and the
2: Hawks And mm. you know what the Kyogle, you know what their little uh, character is? The Ferrets no <laughs> The Cockatoos,
1: the Tony. Cockatoos. I, thought you'd know, I thought you'd know that. The Cockatoos. The, the Cuyahoga C- Cockatoos. cockatoos. That is good. uh, See, the Cockatoos is a very good one. I'm more in favour with the the Newcastles, you know, your Cessna Goannas, uh, Toronto Scorpions. (laughs) But the the Cuyahoga Cockatoos is very, very good. Uh, Look, it's a big show we've got in front of us today. Uh, And speaking father of the year, Berkey, can I just say well done to you. What did you say to one of your daughters this morning to their first request? It was an
0: early start this morning. I I got to watch the game, actually, uh, just recorded it. And uh, I said no to Maltesers in the morning. So at six (laughs) o'clock, I thought... Not just yet, sweetheart. Maltesers yet. on the ice...
2: Oh, yeah, no, Maltesers <laughs> on the neutral ground, yeah. Doesn't work.
0: <laughs> no, there's <laughs> no neutral ground, though.
1: That game, of course, being uh, the Wallabies be- beaten by the Springboks 31-8 to in Pretoria. We'll speak to Ben Robinson a little uh, later on the, uh, in the, the day. He's actually... I think he's the only Wallaby who isn't nursing something of an injury. They mm. really did go down badly... Uh, In terms of injuries We'll get to him later on We'll also get to the number three Our top moments Our Wallabia moments And what legend What legend of the game Will we speak to Regarding that number three That's all ahead Right here on The Ruck Your Sunday rugby show All for Scorcha
0: This is The Ruck
1: Lenny Kravitz are you going to go my way? Segway Sam says that's the very question that Quade Cooper seems to be asking Australian rugby. Are you going to go my way? This is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tony Squires, Matt Burke, Tim Horan with you. Uh, Quade Cooper has been nothing if not outspoken over the past week, uh, tweeting first and then appearing on uh, Fox Sports rugby show. In fact, he was, um, was outspoken a little bit too soft, Timmy, for what he's been up to. Well,
2: yeah, I think so. I think, uh, obviously, everyone doesn't deny that Quade Cooper's a wonderful player. And he's got the chance in the next two to three years to become a great player for the Wallabies. But I think he's obviously... I, I love his enthusiasm. I know he's disappointed and frustrated, but it just wasn't the place to wear those grievances. you got to do that behind closed doors. You do it one-on-one with... John O'Neill, the Australian rugby boss, or you do it with um, your coach. And, and Robbie Deans is the one that um, he should be sitting with and talking to about it. He's actually,
1: obviously John O'Neill has responded to Quade Cooper, who was talking about a toxic environment. Let's just have a little listen to what he had to say on the rugby club. It's well known now that you made uh, comments on Twitter earlier in the week about the Wallaby environment being toxic. You've suffered some fallout for that. Do you stand by those comments?
3: Yeah, of course. Like I, I definitely stand by them. And you know, my meaning behind it being toxic is just that uh, you, you expect your environment to be like a family environment. You know, there's always going to be squabbles, arguments, and you're not always going to be best of friends with you know all of your teammates, coaches, and employers and stuff like that. But uh, you want to be a ha- have a very happy environment, one you know, more so like we do at the Reds. Hey,
2: can I ask you, Crady? What's so toxic
3: about the environment? Is it the game plan? Is it the way they look after you? Is it the coaching? Yeah, well, there's, there's there's a number of things and. You, you add all of those factors up and you, you can't just point the finger in one area but um, you know, as a national team we don't even have uh, a facility to train at and that's very important as a player you want to better yourself as, as a player and as a team and when you don't even have uh, the best facilities uh, for a national team how can you, how is that even possible?
2: Have you got concerns that you maybe
3: don't have enough input into the game plan? Do, are you part of the senior group or are you feeling like you're on the outer? Oh well like as, as a five eight you, you like to hope that you've got input into the game plans and stuff and and sometimes uh, sort of the input um, sort of goes in one ear and out the other, and that's how and myself i I definitely feel and uh, and I'm an attacking player so if you're going to um, put an attacking player and then expect them to play a defensive game style, then do you have input If you were picked again to play this weekend, would you play? Well no because like I said it's the environment there at the moment is one that I don't feel comfortable in and if I don't feel comfortable in and if I don't feel that I can give 100% for my country and for (coughs) that yellow jersey uh, that's a, a very big problem.
1: There's a fair degree of self-importance when you talk about that. When you, He's basically saying uh, to, about Robbie Deans, isn't it? It's him or me. Is that, Berkey, how you read it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I
0: think the first thing he got it wrong, it's the gold jersey, not the yellow jersey. Yes. Bill Laurie told us that years ago. Um, the the difficulty about it is, and, and I, we've spoken about this before, the players are having so much say these days. They're telling the management, so to speak, what to do. And, and the management... Uh, are then jumping to their every, you know, uh, beck and call, saying, yes, because you are a good player, we'll accommodate this. I think there's got to be a a, a stance now. And if for him and a player to say, look, I wouldn't play for my country uh, if I was chosen next week, is a, is a massive call. So you're right. The ultimatum is now me or the coach. So I find that quite bizarre. Helmy, what about you, buddy?
2: Yeah, I think that it, it doesn't matter who will be the coach of the Wallabies or a national sporting team. If you're going to play for your country, it doesn't matter who's going to be the coach you want to play. So... I understand he may be frustrated. The other players are probably frustrated as well, but they don't air their grievances in the public arena. I think, um, you know, I know Quade's passionate, like all other um, rugby players are passionate in the Wallabies as well, but uh, it's a very, very big call to say that if the environment doesn't change, I'm not playing for my country. So that's uh, it's a big call for past players who have played in that gold jersey and, and for Quaid to come out, it was a bit of a left field comment when Quaid came out and said, "There's no particular national training facility." Um, that's come from left field. So someone else has fed that to Quaid Cooper because the Wallabies, when they play a Test match, they travel to the city uh, for that seven-day period yeah. and train at really good facilities at each, you know, in Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne or Perth, um, and that's what they do to promote the game. So there's great training facilities. So uh, uh, tell me,
0: I, th- I think what he's talking about there is w- w- like the setup we used to have, Coffs Harbour. Uh, Caloundra where it was, yep. there was a home base and I think what yep. they've taken away now is they've gone into the hotels like yep. we used to do a long long time ago uh, he yeah, talks Berkey,
1: about, you used to go to beautiful Coffs Harbour play golf in the sunshine and then go to Wellington <laughs> you know, and freeze <laughs> perfect preparation all about climate, They're exactly right, climate <laughs> control um, but I
2: think guys, I think Berkey, it is, is an issue going forward because um, John O'Neill, um, the head of the Australian Rugby Union is now over in South Africa and he head head to uh, Buenos Aires tomorrow um, he's made a, a short a couple of comments during the week but it'll come back to when he gets back from overseas something's going to have to happen so there's going to have to be a sit down and Quade Cooper will get fined um, or there'll be something that'll have to come out of this because you can't just leave it because other players
1: are wondering okay what, what's
2: Australian rugby union yeah. well he's made do about a statement
1: uh, yeah. uh, John O'Neill has uh, released a statement saying that he's utterly confused by what uh, Quade Cooper had said and saying you know, the word toxic is he quotes an extremely strong descriptor then he says most disturbingly I'm quoting John O'Neill now he was firm about not playing for the wallabies unless things change if that's how he feels and that is his choice the reality is a decision on whether or not he stays in Australian rugby has to this point rested with him since he received an ARU offer in early July. Mm. It would seem, even though those words say there is a door open, it would seem it's virtually untenable, isn't it? the relationship.
0: I, I think oh. it is. I, I think it is. to me. I, I think that you know when, when you when you've got players dictating, it makes it incredibly hard to then uh, you know have an environment. So it, I mean, for the sake of if things don't go right in the future, do you just go back and blow up again and try and make changes in there? I think there has to be you know a common goal of working together and saying, okay, yes, they're playing, and as we look at. Argentina and uh, New Zealand playing at the moment. They're up against some pretty, st- uh, you know, tough opposition, and so you're not going to win all the games. As we've seen at the moment, New Zealand are, are way out in front. So it's a case of of putting a plan together and trying to structure it all together to say, "Hey, let's work together as a team." At the moment, there's too many, unfortunately, me me me's, and it's and it's disruptive for the rest of the team. Oh, I
2: just had a uh, tweet come through, uh, Burke. You'd like this? It, um Quade Cooper actually went under the knife on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, I would like to know if the operation was successful. Did they remove his voice box? (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's out there. there. Look, it's interesting, isn't it? And Quade Cooper has been outspoken on in many ways. And the bizarre thing, uh, Burke, you talk about player power now, and I'm reading in the paper today, and look, and I don't know if this has come from Quade Cooper or Sonny Bill Williams or their people who are the same, Mm. is that they're now talking about them as a package deal if they were to go to league, for example, although Sonny Bill Williams has been linked with the Roosters next year anyway, but if they were, you know, come together together uh, and go to the one place either that or European rugby when players are say oh no well, I'm not you know I'm running this show rather than anybody else it seems to be a kind of weird place for me I'm not sure about it
2: yeah absolutely right, yeah well then. I think I think I think Quaid will play rugby I think he'll continue to play rugby he yeah. signed uh, and agreed the where, for the Queensland Reds for the next three years he's playing, he'll play with the Queensland Reds for the next three years and they'll sort themselves out with the Wallabies they have to I don't think there's much interest in Rugby League unless the only option for Quaid I reckon is probably to go overseas in Japan for a, a couple of years he'd like to I think he'd probably like to play for the Reds and then go overseas for a year or so but that won't happen because if you sign with the Reds you have to sign with Australian Rugby
1: all right, still planning to come on The Ruck. It is your Sunday morning uh, rugby show. We do have our top three, That number three moment for the Wallabies and a very special guest. It's later. this has got you. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday morning rugby show. Uh, it gives me great pleasure now to introduce to the show a very good friend of The Ruck, Benny Robinson, the Wallaby. Uh, good morning, Benny, to you. Uh, a little bit uh, dodgy morning, I, I guess, after what happened in beautiful downtown Pretoria overnight our time. How... Are you feeling? And the rest of the Wallabies team that seemed physically busted. There's so many injuries. I'd imagine in that dressing room.
4: Yeah, there is. There's probably about seven boys that are are pretty busted up at the moment. Um, Adam Ashley Cooper came off um, with a few neck issues, but um, I think he's been to the hospital. Had a few scans done, and um, he's moving about. So that's um, that's good news for for, for Adam. Um, There's a few other boys that a few. A few injuries, but um, I think everyone's um, you know pretty good at the moment.
1: And with obviously, uh, no excuses with injuries. We've talked about that in the show in the, in the past. But how are you feeling? Injuries aside, in terms of of that performance and where you placed?
4: Yeah, look, I, I think of course we're you know, we're disappointed with that performance. You know, if you look at the game, there's always aspects where you you're fairly pleased with the game. Cause, you know other are areas in the game where you're very disappointed. Um, you know, playing. The South Africans in Pretoria is a is a different game altogether. You you give them a, a slight chance, the crowd gets behind them. Um, you know they get on the front foot and they really uh, they love their game. So um you know we're, we're disappointed. Um, I think you know the boys fought really hard. There's a there's a few chances where they had a, a had a shot to get a, a few tries and we and we uh, and we let them in. So I think there's you know a few positives we can take out of it. But um, you know to lose by that amount, of course we're disappointed.
0: Benny, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, the energy that South Africa seemed to produce up there at Loftus First Field, it, um, it, it perhaps had you stunned on occasions, you guys on occasions. It just seemed to be faster and faster and faster as the game went on.
4: Yeah, it's not going to work here. You know, the game wasn't over the top, um, you know, like a, a really fast game. It, it just, you know, it, it seemed to get to a point where when the as they had a chance, they uh, they really took advantage of it you know, whether it was Habana um, you know, taking options and, and running um you know, the length of the field or you know, other players making, you know, short breaks, but um, you know, you can't give the South Africans at home any chances like that whatsoever. I think we went into the game very positive. Um you know the first was, you know, back and forth a little bit there. Um, you know, we had our chances in in the in that Um you know, that you can let a, a quality team like that, um you know, to, uh I suppose, give them the chances
0: that they had. Take us through, Benny, uh, 65 minutes. We were confused at home watching. You guys must have been absolutely scratching your head to the point where you had to end up throwing the ball in the line. out. What, what happened there? What was Alan Rowland saying? Um, I'll, I'll,
4: I'll have to have a look at that again and and uh, speak to us. But I think there was a bit of a miscommunication on the sidelines there. Um, I think Tass had an injury and we already made all our substitutions so oh, yeah, I ended up throwing it in um, <laughs> It was a beautiful yeah, throw Hey Benny, uh, I was just I'm thinking just uh, down there, obviously... boys, I might have to put that on my put that on my resume as a pop as a <laughs> to
2: <play> hooker <laughs> you played all the positions in the front row now Benny, um, mate what about um, through the week obviously Quade Cooper, uh, you might have been a bit uh, sheltered from it um, over in Pretoria um, where you were staying but Obviously, Quaid made a few comments through the week through Twitter and also on the Fox Sports Rugby Club. Um, did that distract the players at all? Or what's the players' thoughts about that internally, as much as you can say?
4: You know boys? I, I know the players can hear too much about that. Um, you know, I think um, you know, that's been uh, dealt with or spoken about back at home, but um, you know, the players are right on track over here with our preparations. Um, yeah you know, that didn't influence us whatsoever um you know this last week's been very good for us we got we got to on thursday um afternoon as a team or, or friday and um you know it has been a tight group for us so um, our preparation has been uh you know a one leading into this test match um you know, it's 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 a tight group uh, at the moment um i think you know we're just looking forward to you know getting into
1: rosario um and and we're ripping in next week. All right, well, there are obviously a lot of injuries. I know that Timmy and Benny both have their bags packed by the side of the door just waiting for that phone call uh, to get a a very late call-up, Benny. Uh, Mate, thanks so much. I understand it's difficult this time of the morning, uh, the night after a game like that. Really appreciate you joining us on the Ruck, buddy, and all the best for next week. No worries,
2: guys. It's always a pleasure. Good on you, Benny.
1: There he goes, uh, the one and the only, Mr. Ben Robinson right here on the Rucky Sunday Rugby Show for Scorcher. This is the Ruck. And if you've just woken 31-8, uh, the Wallabies went down to South Africa in Pretoria overnight uh, and they went down physically as well. Lots of boys injured ahead of their game in Argentina next weekend. Speaking of Argentina Berkey, what's going on with against the All Blacks? Well, there's just been
0: a try being scored by the All Blacks by Aaron Smith just under the post there, but uh, it was the Argentinians who got gone out to a try after seven minutes. Fantastic. It was Landajro try. L-A-N-D-A-J-O. Timmy, how do you say that?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, Landajo. That's, that's it. M-t-n. Yeah, so what's that? Uh, that's what, 7-5 now, it, takes it to All
0: Well, kick in front uh, with Carter, and he was just about to pop it over. So, yeah,
1: 7-5. Berkey, I know, I want you to pronounce that name again. You don't just spell names out. What sort of commentary is that? You're going to get a name that's difficult to spell it out for the listeners to do it for themselves. Say it Land- again. Ajo. Landadjo. Landadjo. It's a very australian (laughs) (laughs) argentinian name, isn't it? It's (laughs) interesting. Landadjo, yes. (laughs) This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. Still to come. Just scores from around the world. And how well did those Swannies go?
0: This is The Ruck.
1: As a Foo Fighters... Big me on the ruck, your Sunday rugby show for scorcher. Download it for free in the app store today. Get all your scores. Or you can do it just by listening to this radio program every week. Not just the rugby. Although if you haven't heard, Australia did go down 31 to eight. And currently the score in the Argentine All Blacks game, Berkey is
0: seven five after just short of twenty.
1: All right. Uh, Many of you, of course, will be nursing something of the hangover, either for uh, you know trying to celebrate a win or commiserating over a loss in the AFL Grand Final at the MCG yesterday. The Sydney Swans, the Bloods, the South Melbourne uh, team, they. 10 point victors in a sensational game of footy I don't know if either of you boys uh, managed to watch it on the telly I got myself there in freezing cold conditions and watched a team that just refuses to lose it's one of those years and you guys must have been through it many times where at the beginning of the year you think look this team is there or thereabouts for the eight. if you can get top 6 or yeah, something you'll be happy yeah. exactly and it suddenly as a momentum build it's a season of overachievement that becomes suddenly something incredibly special and that's what happened for the Swans yesterday in a team that has been based on that hard at the ball ethic and, and a strong working class ethic throughout it, yet they've now added to that and stapled onto a little bit of excitement with a lot of sp- uh, speed with people like Lewis Jetta. And that was sensational yesterday. Uh, Ryan O'Keefe was won the awesome Norm Smith Medal for the best on ground, but Dan Hannanberry I thought was amazing. And perhaps what, what about uh, Tony? But what about Mike Pike? What, what about a story! Him?
2: What a story! Well, you know, from from Canada, walking around the MCG yep. with a Canadian flag with him, like yep. you'd, you'd never see that. And obviously played had a great rugby union background but played in a, uh, in a World Cup for, for Canada Yep, and then uh, I was speaking to him about two months ago in Sydney he just said all I wanted to do here was just try and make the team
1: so he's, he's done a bit better than that mm. he, he has and there was a lot of people wrote him off I mean he, he came through and he was a, a great story initially because of that thing you know it was a uh, Canadian, as you say. Beginning of this year, he wasn't playing so well. I watched him he, he got injured as well, but I watched him play a lot at reserve, some reserves and you think, oh, is it not going to happen for him? Suddenly came through and yesterday uh, he played Shane, um, Shane Mumford in the ruck who was injured, had a hamstring and was dodgy from the start, but he didn't play most of the you know third and the last quarter and, and he stood up there and played brilliantly Mike Pike. It was just a terrific game and as you say, it's a great story. Uh, so there you go, those Swannies fans. Congratulations, 10-point victors over the Hawthorne in the grand final. Uh, of course, we're the Ryder Cup. I know I've been watching a bit of the golf overnight, boys. Uh, the Plenty of hoopla going on there, isn't there? Oh, they don't mind booing, do they, no. you Americans? <laughs> you know, golf is usually a little bit more, more gentlemanly, uh, dare I say. None of that. They, the European side are getting booed so every getting time booed. they stand over the golf
0: ball. There was one bloke there. One of the, one of the uh, Europeans were in the bunker, and uh, it was a fairway bunker, so he had you know 250 to go. He had the, uh, the long sort of rescue out. And as he's hit it, usually it's like, get in the hole, and, he, and it's like, stay in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> just no love at all.
1: It's so funny because golf, obviously, if you play it socially, you do do that kind of digging at you. Yeah, I don't know. know if you two, I'm sure, Berkey, you do a bit of sledging. Just uh, a, when you
0: d- yeah, very, very quietly, but just yeah, just throw a couple out there.
1: Like they hit a bad first shot on a par 40, You say long par three from yeah, there. That's <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: sort of from there, down the middle, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, the Americans are leading nine four in that, and they look very good. The only I think, think the
0: they've got a 10 now, Tone, as well. They?
1: Right. Well, I think the only uh, American who hasn't won any yet so far is Tiger Woods, which is a bizarre stat, isn't it? He's not playing so great. In the cricket, the uh, 2020 World Cup, Shane Watson has just been a standout for Australia, hasn't he? got three wickets against India then yeah. opened and got 70-odd uh, in a huge 130-something partnership with Davey Warner. Uh, Nine wicket win over India, and they'll play South Africa now. And they were, got, went into the tournament, ranked I think ninth or 10th. It was. Uh, yeah, but looking very good. Uh, still to come, the number three top 10 moment in wallaby history it's a beauty and we are going to catch up with man responsible he is a card-carrying wallaby legend that's next right here on the, this the rock
0: this
4: is the rock
1: is the rock your sunday rugby show all for scorcher the hottest sports app in the history of sports apps tony squires matthew burke tim horan with you and here we are at that segment that is so important we've made an opener for it
4: the rock here it comes for
0: australia
1: The top ten moments. The green and gold of Australia. In Aussie rugby. Three. Yes, we've been counting them down, those top moments, just to celebrate some uh, gold magic that's been a little bit uh, hard to find in this season. But certainly as we look back through the files, there's been some amazing moments and we've been counting them down. We are at number three. Where you find, and I'll take you there right now, to Windy Wellington, the year is 2000. That's a moment when a leader has to step up. Uh, One of those moments happened then at the end of a game. Clock is just about over, uh, ticked over. Uh, the game is seemingly lost to the Wallabies when one man steps forward when this happens.
5: How about this for stepping up to the mark? John Eels is going to take the kick himself.
2: Well, he has to because Sterling Motlock's off the field and I guess he's the only other goal kicker, recognised goal kicker. Joe Roth, perhaps, on
5: occasions. This kick will decide the front of the Beneslow His, his kick has retained the better's
1: local. I've officially got goosebumps. I love <laughs> that. That was a sensational moment. And the man himself, he is a card carrying legend of this great game. He is John Eels and he joins us right now. Eelsy, thanks for being part of the ruck.
5: Uh, it's a pleasure, guys. <laughs>
1: That was a sensational moment. As we we talked about the the idea that you would do that—that that is a leader, what a leader should do. When you got that ball and looked around and found out there was actually no goal kickers left on the field except yourself, how did you feel?
5: Well, I think it was like it was less a leadership moment, more just something that I had to do as part of the team. Um, but I knew I was the next kicker in line. Uh, I didn't realise Sterling Wardlock was off the field. He had just been taken off uh, a, cu- a couple of minutes before that, apparently, and. Uh, and I was looking for it and I was really excited we got the kick and then I was looking for him and couldn't see him and uh, I think it was Jeremy Paul said mate he's off <laughs> so it's your kick <laughs> um, so it wasn't the leadership moment at all I don't think
2: <laughs> Hey Ilsy I was just going to ask you you had some great moments in your career and that, that was one of them oh, well, if not probably one that you remember what, what gives you more satisfaction that moment or being the Australian Sudoku champion?
5: <laughs> well Tim you're asking me to choose between children now no, oh, it's, right. it's, it's, Everyone you know, has a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay Which child no.
0: do you like the best, Elsie? Which one do you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, I think all of us, you know were very fortunate to have you know, to play through, and I think a lot of people forget actually that we actually played through a lot of really tough times as well, yep. um, and uh, it was those tough times that actually made the moments like that so much better. It was,
1: it was a time, though, when, when you're playing, say, for example, against the All Blacks. At the moment, there seems to be a thing about the All Blacks. We don't psychologically think we can get past them so much as we did. Was there, it, We see that moment in that game there. But there was a thing where did you always have the self-belief that your team at the vital stage would get across the line?
5: Well, we did through that period of time. But I think through a period in, from probably 95, 96 and 97, even though we never went in not believing we could win... We, we never went in with a, a lot of confidence either. Um, uh, and and I think our results showed that through that period of time. We always felt we were building to a good performance and a consistent performance. but we went through a really th- some really tough matches against them through that time and and didn't win in those three years. Uh, I know that breakthrough win in um in Melbourne, when someone scored all 24
0: points, I think it was. And, how's, that uh, not, how's that not top three or top two? You've already had to go, Berkey. M. Berk. No, he, he was set up for all the
5: points. Yeah, actually, of course but, he was. Uh, <laughs>
0: exactly right. Hey, Elsie, I've got to ask you, uh, you know, at the end of the game there, um, uh, the vertical jump is obviously a, a big part of being athletic in the rest of it. You, you're a man-mountain at six foot nine thereabouts. Richard Harry actually jumped nearly over the top of you uh, I mean, you're a bit selfish in your day. You could have got down to your knees and sort of, you know, gave, let the boys sort of, you know, do it a little bit easier for you because it was after the bell. It was a great moment, though, wasn't
5: it? It was. I think you have those moments. I and mean, we had a, you know, that, that team that we had through that period of time, and I think you, you can't ignore that lead-up to that period of time, we spent a lot of tough times together. And as I said earlier, it makes those good ones feel feel even better. But uh, that was really significant, and I think mostly from the perspective that '98 we had a goal with that team to win the Blooders Cup, which we hadn't uh, hadn't done in years. '99 it was the World Cup, 2000 was the Tri Nations, and uh, we had never won that tournament. And if we lost that game, we we're out of it. So that 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 moment probably well it did give us the opportunity to not only keep the Blooders Lake Cup, but also stay alive in the tri-nations which were out of if, if they had a miss and, and it was such an important milestone for that team and for Australian rugby so I think for a number of reasons, it was a very special moment.
1: Ilesi, can I just ask you uh, just briefly to put your uh, official cap on here? What have you made uh, of the Quade Cooper business that's been going on this week? He's been incredibly outspoken, describing the atmosphere within that camp as toxic uh, and so on, saying he wouldn't play uh, if he had been picked this week. It seems that he's making a lot of demands that, I don't know, in your day that players probably wouldn't have. How have you read it? I
5: think uh, in a team game, uh, you've got to be very careful. Uh, with some of the comments you make look i mean everyone everyone has an element of selfishness about about what they do you know they have an element of ambition personal ambition which which is you know different but hopefully aligned with the team ambition yep. but uh, as soon as you get the sniff that 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 becomes more important than than what what the team is trying to achieve then then I think it's a real problem and I, I think we've We've seen someone step over the edge of that, what, what is
2: acceptable on those bounds in the last week. Hey, Elsie, I just want to ask before you go, and um, you obviously do a lot with Australian rugby. You're on the board of the Australian rugby union. You're ambassador for Qantas, and you've just been announced as a director on the board of Flight Centre. Um, mate, is this what, you, you want to travel overseas a bit and sort of get a few more uh, cheaper flights, or what about just go on the, on the website like the punters do? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, so so look, look the flight center thing's really quite exciting um like from a business perspective it's just there uh, is is really being integrally involved in a in a major mm. australian business and you know it's quite quite an exciting step actually yeah, and sure there are no cheap flights I don't think i'm sure <laughs> you know
0: you know he, you know why he's asking you is he Helmy's he's looking for an angle here <laughs>
5: Yeah, Timmy, I don't think you can use signed Wallaby jerseys to buy Still got a couple left, he'll <laughs> <few. laughs> get Hey, mate. I, I, I have no doubt you've still got some of the 4X frisbees from 1991 World Cup left. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, what, what some of the listeners, listeners don't realise, and I, I do understand that I do get a pacing on this show exactly. week in, week out, yeah. and what some of the listeners don't realise yeah. is that Timmy not only built his first house deck a uh, courtesy of forex memorabilia <laughs> but also uh, he's he's still making additions to his house courtesy of uh, 4X memorabilia from the 91 World Cup. So by the time we get through to the 99 World Cup where he's player of the tournament, he's going to have a... uh, It's going to be a whole village. He he,
1: he remains shameless. Every week he mentions Bunnings and they're not even a sponsor. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) He's still got it. At least my mum didn't
2: pack me a uh, a cut lunch to go on the first pub crawl.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well to be remembered for some things. It's worse things man. to be remembered for yeah, than
3: yeah. that. Right?
1: Eelzy, yeah. 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 you've done a brilliant job in uh, coming back and answering all of those uh, Tim Horan questions from over the uh, this series. Mate, congratulations not just on that moment, but on all you've done for and continue to do for Australian Robbie. Thanks so much for being part of the Ruck, bud. Thanks,
2: guys. Go on, Eelzy.
1: There he is. He is uh, John Eales, card-carrying legend. Uh, we count down number two next week. Uh, we've still got plenty to come. How will the Australians fare against Argentina? Ahead on the Ruck. This is the Ruck. Kings of Leon there, and this is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show for Scorcher, uh, the hottest sports app in the history of sports apps. Uh, Tony Squires, Matthew Burke, Tim Horan with you. Timmy, is a special anniversary in Brisbane today, I understand. It, it is. <laughs>
2: 30 years today since the Commonwealth Games in Brisbane, since... The big tall Matilda
1: gave that little wink. Well, is there a public holiday or anything for for that? Ah, uh, there <laughs> is. They've got they've got it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they have. of course. <laughs> they have. I thought
0: you were <laughs> going to say it was been twenty years since the Rob Thomas concert. All
2: <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Thirty years. How old would you have been then? I was a young, talking about 11, I think
1: I was, back then. Yeah, just at school and chipping away. Everyone remembers it. Yeah, Yeah, well, I was celebrating my 21st. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Didn't get to Brisbane for that, though. All right, then. Sadly, we are drawing to the close. Tell us, uh, Berkey, what's happening in Argentina with the All Blacks. Half-time,
0: uh, boys, 32 points to eight. They've scored four tries. Uh, the All Blacks, after the Argentinians got out to a, uh, an early try to start with, so they've just been ruthless. They're they're so easy, or they they go so well at getting across the advantage line, and and uh, Argentina are, are struggling at the moment, but. Could be a different story next week when the Aussie boys go down there.
1: Well, you say they're ruthless and they're doing it very well, the All Blacks. Uh, it is a trip, though, that the Wallabies won't be looking forward to immensely. Oh, ben Robinson said on the show they are, but obviously they've got a lot of injured players. Timmy, how do you see their chances?
2: Oh, that will be a tough one because the Argentina, they are going to upset someone um, through this tournament, whether it's this year or next year, but playing in Rosario, it's about three or four hours outside of Buenos Aires, and it's like having a 35,000-seat stadium in Dolby. Like, it's just the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the middle of nowhere, and it's this massive stadium, so it's going to be really, really hard for the Wallabies, especially with all the injuries. Digby Iwani's got an inj- injured knee. Um, obviously, you know, No quade Cooper, Beric Barnes has got an injured chest. So time will tell the next few days whether they have to fly some reinforcements over. Didn't Jason Little come from Dolby? He did, yes. <laughs> Beautiful downtown. No, not Dolby A place called Jimbo, which had about three people in it. Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have to say hello to everybody, just
1: in case you're related. <laughs> 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 Berkey, how do you see the the Wallabies? I'll head over there. Look, let's not muck around. They're struggling, aren't they?
0: They, they are. They're they're hurting at the moment, and and you know, however much they talk about the, the distractions not being distractions, I think it is. Um, yeah, you know, they, they've the injury concerns. As we you said at the top of the show, there's so many blokes have been had came off on the weekend or well, last night uh, you know Barnes uh, Adam actually Cooper more reports after getting an MRI is, is okay obviously going to be hurting um, Samo uh, to tar plot now it's just a long season for them and you know the way they're playing and the results it's just drawing it out even further so um, they need something special uh, no doubt about it whether it's an injection of some of some new blokes some young blood but you know when you get those new blokes and if it gets a little bit tough and goes a bit quiet it's a tough scenario when you're out in the pitch there especially in Argentina
1: yeah. Alright, well they will lift as will we again next week when we rejoin you but we, it wouldn't be a show really obviously it's rugby but it's all sports and for those of you who have been wearing a bit of red and white over the past day uh, and have enjoyed a night of celebrating the Swans victory over the Hawks this is from Triple M's Call and this is for you
2: 15 seconds. Shaw handball Oh out. no! It's going to be They're a win. win. Oh my Hale God! Comes through. <laughs> Hanbury picks it up. Isaac Smith.
4: What oh, can Hanabry. Buddy do? Hanbury's been enormous. Five seconds. We're it's centre half forward. Keith. Here comes oh, Alex Johnson. Them. Here we
5: are. Sydney win the grand oh,
4: final. Hey. Look at the box. Big horse Longmire. What about that for a performance? The boy from Corowa, horse. Just sensational. The Swannies have won the 2012 AFL Grand Final in the most unbelievable circumstance you'll
1: ever see. Uh, You can't beat an unbiased call, can you? Absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Celebrate. Shake down the thunder from the skies, and we'll catch up with you next week. See you later.